Gracious Heavenly Father, we thank you for your desire to use us as your holy instrument. We praise you for your patience for us. Help us to learn your love and patience through your word, especially in our pandemic. May your word this morning direct our mind and our day to your pleasure and your promise. In the most patient name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Yesterday, we heard Paul telling us to cleanse our hearts so that we can be God's vessels for honorable purposes. Today, Paul gives us the specific steps of cleansing ourselves and concentrating on God's noble calling. So let's read 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 20-26. Flee the evil desires of a youth and pursue righteousness, faith, love, and peace, along with those who call on the Lord out of a pure heart. Don't have anything to do with a foolish, stupid argument, because you know they produce quarrels. And the Lord's servant must not be quarrelsome, but must be kind to everyone, able to teach, not resentful. Opponent must be gently instructed, in the hope that God will grant them repentance, leading them to knowledge of the truth, and, they, and that they will come to their senses and escape from the trap of the devil, which has taken them captives to do his will. Among Paul's various specifics and the personal calls for Timothy to follow, the following four things in this passage stand out for me. First, Flee the evil desires of a youth. When you hear the word flee from immoral passions of a youth, who, uh, who comes to your mind? Paul was probably thinking about and talking about Joseph fleeing from seduction of his mistress, Mrs. Potiphar. We should remember Joseph fled almost, fled almost half naked because she grabbed his cloak. Joseph fled as if he was in the mouth of a lion or bear's hawk. While some young, young and old man would welcome and fondle the seduction of a beautiful wife of uh, Pharaoh's official, Joseph fled and was willing to face the dire consequences. So Paul's call to pursue righteousness, faith, and love and peace was not a euphemism to be a nice, upstanding young man, but to do or die kind of an urgent call. A commentator sums up on this verse, running from sensuality, running from sensuality. It's an essential survival ta tactic. Flee or fall. Flee or fall. And I must really share my heavy burden, heavy heart, then recently, we heard that many evangelical giants, they fell on the, this area of sensuality, including our beloved apologists, Rabbi Zacharias. It's so sad. So run away from sensuality. That's the first. Second, Paul said to pursue righteousness and faith and love and peace, along with those who call on the Lord, out of pure heart. Paul always balances a negative command with a positive command. To flee is a negative, 
to pursue is a positive. We need to remember that for Christians, self-denial is not an end in itself, a means to a greater joy. We deny ourselves because there is a joy waiting for us. That's why Jesus told us in order to follow him, we must not only deny ourselves and our loved ones and carry our crosses, but ultimately follow him. Denying ourselves and carrying crosses is a negative cost. Following Jesus is the positive and ultimate reward and joy. Now, Paul tells Timothy to pursue virtues of a faith and righteousness and love and peace with a like-minded people. Christian discipleship, this is the second point, Christian discipleship is not solitary spiritual exercise. It is always done in community. That's why Paul's letter reveals so many other names of other co-workers and co-laborers of a faith, such as Luke, Onesiphorus, Titus, Priscilla, and Aquila. You don't have to feel lonely in your journey with God. Whenever you feel lonely, God wants you not just to pray to the Holy Spirit for strength, but also call others on phone, email, text, whatever, to share your burden. That's why house church ministry is essential to our spiritual journey and life. At Forest, we pursue God together. Let me repeat that. At Forest, we pursue God together. The third thing that stands out, here's verse 24. The Lord's servant, a Lord's servant must be not quarrelsome, but must be kind to everyone, able to teach, not resentful. Why did Paul connect the teaching to kindness and also resentfulness? Teaching can be frustrating, especially when it comes to people who are not grateful and receptive. Nothing discourages teachers like a slow, unresponsive student. Hardworking and slow progressing is one thing, and sometimes argumentative and resisting is another. A common, also, a common problem of a young pastors like Timothy is impatience. They expect God's word to make a quick turnaround in people's life. Do you remember Paul's earlier metaphor of a farmer in chapter 2, verse 6? It takes about four to seven miles for ocean liner or container ship to turn around. We should recognize it takes a time to turn around people's life. It takes a time to change human beings. Finally, Paul repeats the acrimony of a teaching difficult people again in verse 25. Opponent must be gently instructed in the hope that God will grant them repentance, leading them to the knowledge of the truth. In God's ministry, they are temporary opponent from time to time. If you are people pleaser, I must warn you, ministry is not for you. If you want to please you, if you find the satisfaction in pleasing people, ministry will definitely take you to cliff. Teaching God's work cannot be done only intellectually, cognitively, but must be accompanied with the prayers. The ultimate teacher of God's truth is the Holy Spirit. When we teach God's word, we should remember that Holy Spirit is the main teacher, and then we are 
He's a teaching assistant. So teaching always escort with the prayers. We teach not just intelligently, but prayerfully. And now, once again, we should remember every ministry at home, at church, is a co-laboring with God. Let us remember that our gentle service is what glorifies God. It is not our urgent, productive work that glorifies God, but sometimes and it is our gentle, long-suffering, patient, kind service is that glorify God. And let us be gentle, patient, trusting, praying today. Let's pray. Gracious Heavenly Father, we thank you and praise you for your holy calling and wisdom for us. Whenever we flee, help us not only flee from the evil and temptations, but much more flee to your heart and your holy community. Help us to share and teach your truth to others with patience and prayer. May Forest become a church of able, kind, gentle teachers and encouragers, especially in this final, our final quarter for Good Shepherd College 2020. Help us to shape everyone and to share each other's burden with your love and truth today. In the transforming name of Jesus, we all pray. Amen.